0: It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. It's one of those days where I don't really know what to talk about because I'm sick of talking about everything. Whether it's COVID or politics or whatever else. So dumb. So dumb. Mayor Adams of New York claims to be... A wartime general. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? There are wartime and peacetime generals, he says. I'm a wartime general. I'm going to be on the front line, are you? Those of you in transit, I'm in the subway system 2, 3 a.m. I doubt it. I'm going to your precinct. I'm going to call you up when you make those arrests. I'm going to be sending you to the front line and leaving you there. Not by yourself, but with me. I'm going to be at the front line with you. I'm going to lead you into battle. Is he really... Is this guy really going to do that? I sincerely doubt that. He's another politician, New York City wokester, that is just mind-bogglingly stupid. And on top of that, there was the Daily Mail that came out with an article that said that the pagans... The pagans are seeing a huge amount of new recruits. That's right. If you don't know who the pagans are, it's a motorcycle gang. And what they do is, well, they just worship the devil. And they do all sorts of icky things. Like Luciferianism. And, uh, well, just what pagans do! This is the ultra-violent, not ultra-violet, uh, pagan gang... And let me tell you something about, uh, well, okay, here we go. Ultra-violent pagan biker gang is recruiting across crime-ridden New York City, former undercover cop warns. Members sell drugs. No. Guns. You don't say. And plan gang rapes, probably in their black masses and rituals, with one even clobbering arrival with his own artificial leg. Now, that is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, anyway, a former... Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can you just imagine that? <laughs> yeah, a big, a big bear, a big motorcycle club pagan, with uh, with pentagrams all over him, suddenly rips off his leg and starts beating somebody. <laughs> okay, a former undercover cop has warned that the pagans motorcycle club is operating in New York City once again. The group rode through the city on Saturday in an apparent attempt to recruit new members. Croak, who spent two years undercover with the gang as they sold crystal meth, guns, gang-raped women, brutalized rivals, and extorted businesses, he recalled how one leader removed his own artificial leg to clobber a business owner who paid or refused to pay the gang's protection fee. So, <laughs> okay, he was all, I mean, that's a show in itself. I would have gone to just see what it would happen. He also detailed how another leader laid out a plan to brutally rape his female acquaintance. Uh, well, Croke warned that the pagans are the more dangerous of two gangs operating in New York City and notes that they operate in a structure resembling law enforcement. Whoa! Now, speaking of uh, orgies... There was a Republican that came out, and oh, goodness gracious, everyone got into such a tizzy, because he said one, and he was a junior uh, politician that went over to Washington, D.C., and he just spilled beans on the inside network of the Beltway. He said that, oh, I'm a Republican, but there were people that were asking me to go to House parties to have an orgy with other people, to swap wives, to fuck each other. And on top of that, he said that he knew a bunch of Republicans that were anti-drug whilst they were talking about the bills they were trying to pass. They were there snorting lines off of a mirror. <laughs> oh, if you think those Republicans are bad. And now everybody, everybody is asking for the names of, of those people, of those Republicans. Everybody wants to know. Nobody can find it out, because everybody's going to be mum, because that's the big secret in Washington, D.C., is that everybody swaps wives. Everybody's a, a, uh, whatchamacallit, a a pagan, a Luciferian, a Satanist in Washington, D.C., no matter what they say about religion. That, That kind of culture... Permeates through all of it, it's well known. I mean, look up Comet Ping Pong Pizza, there are so many rumors about that. With uh, the owner over there, uh, Aliphantus, who by the way was married for to uh, the person that ran Act Blue, he was married to that person for 11 years. What is Act Blue, you might ask? Act Blue is the financial arm of the Democrat Party. When you tried to donate to Black Lives Matter, it took you to an Act Blue website. Why is that important? It's it's essentially a Democrat-run money laundering scheme. So instead of being restricted with campaign finance laws, when you like your candidate, you want to donate a lot of money, you're restricted. You can't donate over a certain amount. But what you can do is donate millions and millions of dollars to organizations and money laundering operations Like Act Blue. So that what happens is Act Blue determines which Democrat candidates get the money. So you never actually touch the money if you're a candidate. It all goes to Act Blue and they distribute it out to whatever candidate they see fit. That's why all the money that people donated to Black Lives Matter miraculously ended up in Joe Biden's uh, coffers. And all the people, Bank of America, remember they donated to Black Lives Matter. The NFL, all of these companies donating to Black Lives Matter donated to Act Blue in reality, which in essence is donating to the Democrat Party run or uh, not run by, but with the figurehead being Joseph Biden. So let's stop the games here. And uh, so that's that's what's really going on in all this stuff. And uh, thank God. Thank God. Now, here's somebody—not thank God so much as to at least be controlled opposition that makes people think. Joe Rogan, podcaster at large, largest podcast—blows the Last Call podcast and the Last Call caravan out of the water with the amount of listeners and plays he gets. Uh, But Joe Rogan, who, by the way, Joe Rogan in the early 2000s, I think. Yeah, I think the early 2000s. He was cavorting around with all sorts of Satanists like uh, I think uh, the offspring of uh, the the head of the Church of Satan, LeVay, I forgot what the guy's name was, uh, Joe Rogan palling around with little Yuval, Yuval, whatever his name is, number two to the World Economic Forum that says that people are useless uh, after the Fourth Industrial Revolution. We don't need them anymore, so the bigger question becomes, what do we do with all of them? And he really promotes euthanasia in the form of uh, industrialization, uh, you know, he's just a, an idiot. Dr. Zelenko goes on and on about him. But Joe Rogan came out and says that there are mentally ill woke activists at Silicon Valley tech companies. He's 100 percent right. How just look, go on Twitter, find libs of TikTok. That account shows what the woke mentality is all about, and it is extremely disturbing. These people genuinely have mental problems. They need real therapy. They don't need to be catered to. They need somebody to push back against them, draw a line in the sand, and say, no, you 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 really have a problem, and you need to sort this out. You don't need to go to social media to post all of this crap. What you need to do is sit alone with a journal and go through therapy. So Joe Rogan said that tech companies are the problem, that the woke activist employees are mentally ill and are the lunatics who are running the asylum to certain extents. And he's 100% right. Rogan was come under fire by the left for allowing free speech on his platform uh, made the comments on Wednesday after interviewing former Apple and Facebook engineer Antonio Garcia Martinez, who upended his life to work in Silicon Valley, only to be uh, uh, to have a gaggle of woke Apple employees cancel him for comments he made in a book more than five years ago. For someone out from the outside, Rogan asked Martinez. We look at it and say, how are those effing places run? And he said the lunatics are running the asylum to a certain extent because there's a lot of people working inside the company that now have legitimacy and are mentally ill and they consider themselves activists. And, he continued, adding that the tech bosses at these companies have to placate these workers, that's right, not drawing a line in the sand, because they're a certain percentage of the population that works for the company, and they're the loudest, and they oftentimes don't get work done. Very good. So what happens is is that you have an extreme minority in the population itself, but a majority within these companies that have an over extended amount of influence in the political spectrum, like Twitter. So what do you have? You have an extremely loud, well-funded minority trying to alter the social consciousness and the social fabric of a country of 350 million when they make up about 5% of the population. So it ain't gonna work. It's just not gonna work in the long run. And speaking of people that are mentally ill... We've got to look to no one else than Dr. Fauci. This story is starting to get some real headlines, and this is from the Western Journal. Military doctor testifies in court. High-level command ordered her silence over frightening vaccine data. An Army flight surgeon said that she was ordered not to discuss military medical data when given testimony in a case... Regarding a Navy commander who refused to receive a COVID shot, Dr. Teresa Long testified COVID shots were resulting in members of the military developing demyelination, whatever that is, of the central nervous system, achiness. And she made the, the t- t- ah, can't speak. She made the, that determin. <laughs> she made that determination while working with Dr. Pete Chambers, a Green Beret surgeon. So she said, what's the big deal? The judge asked what was going on here. And she said that she looked at the judge uh, and said, I have so many soldiers being destroyed by this vaccine. Not a single member of my senior command has discussed my concerns. I have nothing to gain and everything to lose by talking about this, and I'm okay with it because I'm watching people getting absolutely destroyed. She said that the biggest group of individuals coming to her with injuries from these shots are predominantly pilots, and pilots have to meet one of the highest fitness standards. And guess what? There was another story—I don't have it in front of me, but there was another story— Uh, That was all over social media today. But some uh, there was a doctor within the military. I forgot what branch it was. He gave the soldiers what was referred to as what everyone else should be getting is informed consent, which means do you want to take this therapy? Here are the possibilities after taking that therapy of an adverse reaction. So this is this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. These are the percentages of those said adverse reactions or adverse events. Um do, do you still want to take this? After this doctor went through the uh, informed consent procedure, 99.2%. I remember that's that. Stat, 99.2% of individuals said no to the inoculation. That doctor was then removed from the process in the military, can't do anything about these inoculations because he's being silenced by corporate interests and politicians that have been jaded and compromised by these same individuals. It's extremely disturbing. And there's also something else that came out today. An NIH... Freedom of Information Act request, a whole bunch of emails. I think it's, uh, yes, 200 pages. Uh, I haven't gone through it, but there is a lot of talk. It's all about hydroxychloroquine and how Dr. Fauci tried to torpedo any kind of early treatment with hydroxychloroquine. There's a couple of other drugs in there. They talk about how they uh the, the, the two drugs that they really focus on is baricitinib I can't say this shit baricitinib and I, or uh the brand name is olumiant. uh olumiant? i these people are idiots you think they'd come up with better effing names if they're trying to market uh pharmaceutical drugs to people anyway And there was another drug, an equally innocuous drug that I cannot pronounce, but they did have two things in common. Both of these drugs act as treatment for rheumatoid arthritis and autoimmune diseases. And why would they want that? It's the same thing that we saw with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Both of those drugs, all four of these drugs, they are very good at reducing inflammation in the immune system, so ensuring that the immune system doesn't overreact and clog everything up, like COVID, like we saw a lot of that. And also, it is something that strengthens somebody's immune system when they have an autoimmune disorder, such as HIV-AIDS. So why wouldn't they want these drugs on the market? Why don't they want this kind of early treatment It's because you're looking at a eugenics-style program instituted by people like Bill Gates. And this is in Euro Weekly today. No, March 6th, Chris King, Bill Gates, believes the electronic tattoo will become a reality. Now, I brought this up plenty of times over the past year when basically what they want to do is they want to give you a digital tattoo. It is something that is very, very tiny, and it is essentially a a bunch of prongs that get slapped on your skin so that anybody can access your medical data in real time at any time, no matter where you are, thanks to a 5G blanketed network. Hello, Elon Musk and Starlink. So that's the real end goal here. With an electronic tattoo, you will reportedly be able to monitor whether your body is working properly or not. Like I said before, the other patent determines whether or not you are doing the job your employer assigned you to do. And if your body rhythms don't match the job, you do not mine your digital currency, you do not get paid, and you do not eat or travel. That's what's really going on here. If, for example, the article continues, you showed signs of fever or other illness, you would receive a notification immediately. Oh, and who would determine that. It would probably be the grand autarchs within the government or some non-governmental organization or some agency without any sort of accountability like the National Institute of Health that Dr. Fauci runs. So that's the main reason behind all of this. They want people to be hooked up to the Internet of Things and they want to be able to monitor you at all times. Dr. Zelenko talks about this. Dr. Malone talks about this. It took them a little bit longer than me, but they're now here, and it is now a reality. All of these people that come out and say, oh, COVID's over. Yeah, it's over. They're loosening the restrictions, but mark my words, they are going to slam down within the next six to eight months because they want to finish the job that they started back in 2020. So let's hope something doesn't come out of that. Let's hope there are a lot more awakened people that can push back against this tyranny and complete dystopian-style society that they are trying to institute upon the planet. So that's going to be it for me, The Last Call Podcast, Chris Michaels. As always, you can like me, find me, and share me. Last Call Caravan on Instagram and Twitter.